Dear President Joe Biden, my name's Oliver, and my parents moved me to the United States when I was four years old. Dear President Biden, my name is Hillary. I have been living here for over 16 years. Ever since my family moved here from South Korea, I have been dependent on my parents' visa. My problem is, I'm not allowed to work here. I'm not allowed to vote here. And I'm not the only one. I dreamed of my future in America, but I may have to leave my home. I will have to self-deport in three years. I feel American and consider this my home. Hey, I'm Kelly Kyle, and you're listening to the North County Beat. The voices you just heard were from kids across the United States. They weren't born here, but they've called America home for their entire lives. They may not get to stay. Today, we're bringing you a story that doesn't just affect people here in San Diego County, but all over the United States. We'll dive in in just a second, but first, a quick word from our sponsor. Casa de Bandini at the Forum in Carlsbad is a proud sponsor of the Coast News. Casa de Bandini is now serving takeout so you can get all the fresh, authentic flavors you love at home, plus delicious margaritas to go. The Coast News and Casa de Bandini are teaming up to give away $50 gift cards for some great food and drink. For details, follow at Coast News on Instagram. Okay, so back to those kids. Imagine that you were born somewhere else, but you mainly grew up in America. Your parents came here on a work visa, and they brought you along too. You went to school here, all your friends are here, you celebrate Thanksgiving, dress up on Halloween, all American kid stuff. But when you turn 21, you lose your legal status, forcing you to return to a life in your birth country that you don't really know. That's a reality for nearly 200,000 kids right now in some visa categories. And it's a reality that Hafsa Fatima has been exploring in her coverage for the Coast News. We'll both be taking you through these unique circumstances in this special episode of the North County Beat, focusing on immigration. Hey, I'm Hafsa Fatima, one of the contributing writers for the Coast News. In the last couple of years, I've been writing about one of the thorniest issues in the U.S. today, immigration. And there's something I keep asking myself. There have been a lot of conversations about coming to the U.S. as an international student, a refugee, or an asylum seeker. But what happens when you're already here? How easy is it to stay, even when you have legal status? That's what we asked a family here in California. Hi, my name is Dax Gosai. I'm 14, and I'm in 8th grade right now. Um, My name is Vance Gosai, and I'm in 5th grade, and I'm... I'm about to go to sixth grade like um, in like a few months and stuff. That's Dutch and Vunch. They were born in India and came to the U.S. on an H-4 visa with their parents. Their dad, Ravi, is an engineer in Orange County, and Dutch and Vunch have grown up there for basically their whole lives. 
did the um is it Lakers, right? Your Lakers people? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they just won, right? Yeah. We are champions. <laughs> yes, we are NBA champions right now. Yeah. Um but yeah, Butch, tell me about basketball. Is that you do that like a lot? You play a lot? Yeah, I did before, but um uh since COVID's gotten crazy, we had to shut it down. I, I played like two seasons. Um, without, like, no COVID. Ducks just turned 14, and college is already on his mind. I, I, wanted, I want to try and get into, like, the medical field. Anything in specific? I don't know yet. <laughs> okay. I just want to try that. I'll, I'll figure that out. He's hopeful about that future, but it may not happen in America. Like most foreign professionals in STEM fields, their dad, Ravi, works on an H-1B visa. It's a temporary status, but typically people can use it to apply for permanent residency. I mean, when I came over here back in 2008, uh, the plan was, okay, like you come over here, you study over here, you work over here, and within four or five years, like you'll probably get a green card and there won't be any issues. At the beginning, things seemed fine. Uh, so far, like until like last five years ago, I wasn't that concerned. I was like, nah, something is going to work out. Government will do something, you know, this, like, this is crazy. The Gosais have applied for employment-based green cards, but there aren't always enough to go around. That's because these green cards are usually capped at 7% per country. So if you were born somewhere like France or New Zealand, there's usually not a big line for these green cards. You can get it in maybe a couple of years tops. But the Gosais were born in India, where people have waited almost 11 years just to apply for permanent residency. It kept getting concerning and concerning because nothing was happening. Uh, the line was not moving at all. We were just stuck at the same number for a long, long, long time. Let's talk about that process for a second. Getting a green card in the U.S. is not easy. Immigration attorney Tiffany Markey has spent 20 years in the field helping people get permanent residency. She compares the process to buying a ticket for a movie. And the way that I describe it is that it's like going to a movie, but instead of buying a ticket for the 6.30 showing, you instead just buy a ticket. So here's the kicker. The amount of people who can enter the theater at one time is capped at a certain amount. So say your ticket says 400, but they only let in 50 people per showing you know you are eight showings away from getting into the theater. And so you have to sort of bide your time during the eight showings or ahead of you, that type of thing. And so that's kind of what's happening here. And the wait time for each showing? Well, that varies depending on where you're coming from. Right now, people moving to the U.S. from China are looking at about a three-year wait. But for certain categories of folks coming from India... They're backed up all the way to 2010. And so it takes literally... 11 years of movies ahead of you while you're standing in line waiting for all these theaters ahead of you to keep seeing the movie, you're, you're waiting in line. And that brings us back to the go size. They already have those movie tickets, but the line ahead isn't getting any shorter. Ravi and his wife can keep their status for as long as it takes to get a green card. But here's the catch. Their kids will age out at 21. That means that if they don't have a green card or find another visa by that time, they'll have to go back to India. And that's a life that Dutch and his brother don't really know. I, I don't really imagine myself anywhere else. I, I feel like I grew up here. I, I, I love this place a lot. 
and if I go to India and I meet my cousins, it's it'll be harder for me to adapt to them because I haven't grown up with people like them around me because they think differently, they speak differently, right? So I I feel a little bit there. I feel a little bit left out here. It's easy for me to talk to people. Right now, the only solution is significant immigration reform. In the past, bills like Senator Dick Durbin's Dream Act excluded kids like Dakshin Vunch because they didn't meet the criteria for unlawful entry or overstaying their visa. We'll have more on that later. But in March, things changed, and for the better. The House passed the Dream and Promise Act, which included kids not just on H-4 visas, but on other statuses too. The Gosais are staying cautiously hopeful. But as long as they don't suffer, they, they get through and their future is secure, I'm fine battling this. I've been doing it for the last, like, 10 years. So I don't mind keep doing it over and over, but I just want them to be secure, you know? That's the priority right now. The House Dream and Promise Act means a lot to these kids. They call themselves documented dreamers, and for the last couple of years, they've been rallying to get heard. The act could literally change their lives in a couple of ways. Number one, it grants them a path to permanent residency. Number two, they'll also be able to apply for work permits, also known as employment authorization documents. Once they get that, they also get a social security number, which opens the door to a whole new world of possibilities. Here's Tiffany Markey again. With a social, they can now get a driver's license. They can, you know, again, take college scholarships because they can accept employment. They can accept money. So why has it taken so long to get here? There are a couple of reasons. Not everyone is happy about foreign guest workers coming to the U.S. or their dependents being allowed to work. Advocates for lower immigration numbers, like the Center for Immigration Studies, argue that more foreign labor harms American jobs and wages. They're worried that granting visa holders too many benefits could encourage more to immigrate, which might make more workplace competition for American citizens. Some immigration advocates say that if kids grew up here, documented or not, they should have a path to stay. But there's something else going on with this particular case. In the past, Kids on H-4s and other visas were excluded from a lot of significant legislation, like the Senate's DREAM Act. They don't have something like DACA, which would at least allow them to work. For parents like Ravi, this is tough, because they also see their kids as dreamers. These kids have done nothing wrong to not be able to, like, dream as well, you know? They, sh- they are dreamers. They are, they, they, like, same as, like, any undocumented uh, parents they didn't like decide to come over here. They just came because of me. It was my choice. Only reason like they might not be included is because I'm legally here, because U.S. people knows, and because of that, they have to suffer. That's just wrong. Some immigration advocates say that if kids grew up here, documented or not, they should have a path to stay. Hello, my name is Deep Patel, and I am the founder of Improve the Dream. Deep Patel is Canadian on paper, but grew up in Southern Illinois on another kind of visa. It's called the E-2, and it was designed for foreign investors and their families, but it has no path to citizenship. 
Deep also risked aging out of his status, and he had to jump through hoops to get a work visa so he could stay in the U.S. He's been advocating for kids like him over the past few years. There's there's no one that I don't try to talk to. So no matter what what area of this political spectrum someone falls under, I think it's necessary to have open dialogue and through having these meetings, uh, I've seen that lots of uh, the legislative staff tell us that this is the first time they're hearing about the situation and they don't really know about it. Deep started Improve the Dream a few years ago, a space where other documented dreamers could share their stories, learn about how to contact their congressmen, and connect with thousands of others on social media. He broke the news about the Dream and Promise Act passing in the House on the group Slack channel. I think, you know, it was one of the most um, exciting moments, I'd say, of my life, I'd say, because it's been such a light, uh, you know, a long journey to get um, get this included. It's, you know, there was there's been. That's actually how Dutch found out. I, I like read on Slack that that happened and I was like, wow, that's really cool. But then the, it has to also pass through the Senate, which kind of concerned me a little bit because I don't think the Senate's ready to include that. Vunch, who's 12, wants to be a computer programmer. Daksh, the older one, wants to pursue a career in medicine. They're hoping the Senate will pass the act because a green card could solve a lot of problems. Like right now, the kids aren't eligible for any public funding or loans, which makes college a tense conversation. I know that I know that us as a family, we can't support either one of us going to college. And like, it, it just, it's not, it's just not cool how I'm not able to apply for funding or I'm not able to work before like, 18 or 21. I do feel like I'm missing out a little bit because there's a lot I want to do. Like there's and there's that's I can't do that stuff. The alternative here, leaving America. Ravi says he's thinking of moving to Canada or Australia, but after more than a decade of building a life in the United States, it isn't what the family wants. They have like uh, they have like basically grew up in this house that they're living in right now. So like basically leaving all this uh, over here and then moving somewhere else would be super hard. Uh, So yeah, I'm hoping it doesn't come to that. The future isn't certain, but it's one that they hope to have here in California. I don't really see myself anywhere else. I see myself as an American. That's a wrap for this special episode of the North County Beat. Huge shout out to Hafsa Fatima for bringing this idea to the table and then co-producing and editing this episode ever so beautifully. Definitely check out her reporting in the Coast News, both in print and online. She has done absolutely incredible work on this issue, as you heard here, and she has more to come, so stay tuned. We'd like to thank audio engineer Selena Seal-Reynolds for her help with this episode. Also, special thanks to Deep Patel and members of the Improve the Dream community for contributing that audio that you heard in the beginning. And another huge thank you to the Gosai family for sharing their story with us. The Coast News Editor-in-Chief is Jordan Ingram. Our Associate Publisher is Chris Kidd. And our Publisher is Jim Kidd. I'm Kelly Kyle. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.